0: Hi all, welcome to the Search for Pink podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Botter, and today we are going to be talking to Jessica Craig. Jessica is an actor that I know here in the Atlanta community. She is lovely. We have a lot of mutual friends. I mean, isn't that kind of how friendship works though? We have mutual friends and thus we became friends. Yeah, pretty much. It's not until this interview that I have realized I always liked Jessica, but now I'm selfishly realizing it is because I, Jessica and I are very similar. I will be honest, this episode I've never had to not edit an episode. I think like once I smacked my lips like really loud and I was like, oh, I should take that out. All right, so in this interview, one of the things we have in common is we are both very quiet kids, um, which I think surprises a lot of people. Um, Growing up quiet, introverted, somehow that leads to acting, what kind of effect that has on you, and then how it develops. I don't know, like in what kind of actor you are later on, and then also comparison in the industry for her. She talks about what it's like to date an actor. I have not had to do that. We talk about um, being hard on yourself. Uh, We talk about working out talk about getting it we talk about all of it it's it was so fun to talk to her because it just naturally we went down a lot of different avenues um I always try to prepare prep I always try to prepare but um it's just this just took on a lovely lovely meandering life of its own you are going to hear us enjoy our, our own company with each other way too much not really anyways that's all I'm going to say. She's an actor. She's a delightful person, baker, multi-talented, nail tech. She can do about anything. Um, Before we get into the interview, please um, rate us five stars. Please rate us five stars. It's easy. It's just as easy as rating me four stars, so let's rate us five. And if you feel so compelled, please leave a review. But up until this point, I'll take the five stars. And as usual i'm gonna do a great job okay love you guys bye-bye this is hands down the best room i've ever recorded in <laughs> i've recorded in a, it's a low bar cl- yeah no well yes it's a very <laughs> low bar i once uh recorded in my dad's closet and uh it was completely dark, and I was recording with a really cool, like, fancy actor, and I looked like a I looked like a huge creep.
1: Anyways, <laughs> Jess,
0: thank you so much for agreeing to come on and talk to me. Are you <laughs> kidding
1: me? I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: Yay! Okay, so um, I like to talk to actors. Obviously, I've had a lot on, but um, I try to be selective, in just that. Actors that can talk about more than just acting, because I know that everyone's story is kind of different. Does that make sense? Yeah. That absolutely. sounds like I'm hating on other actors, but I'm not.
1: No, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of different actors, and we all have very unique stories. But then there's also a lot of the the, the stereotypes of actors that like yeah yeah we're... only
0: only care about exactly. care about acting. Yeah. yeah, I I call those um usually those are like Meisner boys. <laughs> Whether you're a guy or a girl,
1: you're a Meisner boy. Yeah,
0: kind of. Those like guys with like the black turtleneck that always wants to talk to the teacher after class. I'm thinking of like a I know that. Guy. Yeah, I the guy, that guy. The, the guys that like love Leonardo DiCaprio, which I love Leo. <laughs> I love Leo though. I do, but I don't There can only be one Leo. I don't like Meisner boys. Anyways, I but I also I'm going to turn my phone on airplane um, so anyways, <laughs> I like to begin with your childhood when I talk to actors. Oh, gosh. Okay, because I have a theory, I feel like kids that become actors were either really precocious mm-hmm. and like charming, which I wasn't. Um, I was like a really quiet, introverted kid. and I'm wondering, like you as a kid, Did you need to be the center of attention, or were you, like, in your own little dream world?
1: Would you guess? Would you guess that I'd be more extroverted or introverted?
0: Introverted, I would say.
1: A hundred. Yeah? (laughs) fifty percent. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, we're probably just alike in that way. I was the quietest kid. I think I was almost, uh, technically, like, like, not technically, but, like, mute. Like, just, like, legally mute as a kid. (laughs) I didn't talk until, like... Finally, like, second, third grade, I started to open up. When I say open up, I mean, like, like I could talk to a couple people in my class here and there. Like, if the teacher called on me, I wouldn't, like, immediately start crying or something like that. (laughs) I was terrified of being center of attention actually to this day when I get called on even in like a regular acting class I and mean, they're like oh let's go around and introduce ourselves and say something say give yourself like one one interesting fact I'm like oh crap crap!"
0: Like, I, I, I get do, so nervous I have a great fallback now that I have five siblings because I hate coming up with an interesting fact and so now I yeah. can just go five siblings and then everyone's like <laughs>
1: Wow, that's a lot of kids. And that is like, interesting. I yes. didn't know that. Yeah, five siblings. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm one. Yeah. I'm I'm an only child. Yeah. So it's funny to see that I would think you having so many siblings, you would be, you would find your voice a lot sooner too. No. Because you have to like have one to keep up with everyone. No,
0: then you just, or you can just disappear. <laughs> just
1: sink into the curtains. Yeah.
0: I love my older brother, but he was a difficult kid. And so mom and dad were like, Preston's on fire. What's Rebecca doing? And they're like in the corner with a book. And they're like, sure. Okay, cool. She's fine. (laughs) Okay. I want to know so much more about you being a really quiet kid. So was it just anxiety the whole time?
1: I don't know that it was anxiety. I was just naturally quiet and more of an observer. Okay. For sure. So like I've feel like I've always been pretty good at being aware of like what's around me. Like I, you know, I grew up with my mom, single mom. Um, I actually do have a brother. I have um, half siblings. So we have all different levels of connectivity, but I primarily grew up with my mom. I see mm-hmm. my brother here and there. He's like eight years older than me. But, um, I think it, it was a combination of me just naturally being a quieter person, and then also my mom, on the other end, was very outgoing. She's very extroverted, very talkative, and it felt like she kind of had the spotlight—not in like a bad way, but no. she just had that energy. She just has that energy about her. Anywhere she goes, she has she makes a friend. Just how it is. So, in contrast to that. I just felt like well she's got it from here Mm -hmm. like I don't need to say anything like she's she'll take care of it for me and like and and I felt kind of I don't know how to explain it I guess I felt kind of um and I'm like this to this day if I see someone having the spotlight I'm afraid to step into it I want to let them have it I'm kind of like that weirdly as an actor too I've I'm not, I know we're talking about childhood, but even I've you had know, a long time. It all time, connects. It, yeah, it does. It's crazy. But I've even had a long time teacher tell me this numerous times where she's just like, you are a very unselfish actor. Mm-hmm. Like if you see someone having a moment and I'm talking in particular in Meisner, some actors have the impulse to kind of compete with that or get louder or, mm-hmm you know, to show that they feel something too. And I would have a habit of just, like, letting that person go through what they're going through and take the position of being there for them mm-hmm. or or whatever it is rather than, like, trying to, like, look at that as my moment type thing. And Yeah. I, I don't know if that's me trying to be, like, a good person or something. I think it's just a natural... Um, place that I kind of take
0: yeah yeah Uh, did your teacher ever point out that maybe you should kind of step more into the light or was that more like an affirmation like this is something you're so good at
1: or yeah well it's tough because I definitely had teachers I think that fostered that part of my personality and other teachers that made me feel very intimidated. So I think it was a combination of that too. I mean, I think I was just intimidated by a lot of things at an early Mm -hmm. age. I was, I remember being intimidated by my first grade teacher. um, And just because like, she was really pretty. (laughs) Like, I was like, she's really pretty. I'm scared. And that, you know, it was my first time, you know, transitioning from (laughs) kindergarten to first grade. I'm like, all these kids are here second grade, also very intimidated by my teacher because I heard really scary things about her before I entered into her class. And so when I found out I have her, I'm like, okay, in my head, I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I'm talking myself up. And I remember getting to second grade first day. I look inside and I see my first crush that I've ever had, Jordan Bernstein, is Aww. sitting in her class, and in my head, I'm like, I can't go in there, and I just start, like, bawling, crying, and I'm frozen Aww. outside of the class, and then someone has to take me over to, like, the principal's office to, like, try to console me and get me to stop crying hysterically. Oh, my god! So that's how I express myself. I was either quiet or crying. Like Aww.
0: I feel like that just shows, like, so much self-awareness, though, because I feel like kids weren't thinking like is my teacher pretty what have what have other people said about this teacher that-
1: right so maybe yeah I think because being an introvert I do live a lot in here yeah rather than just like taking the world as it comes and reacting which yeah. you know I think there's good sides to both but it definitely held me back totally at times okay so what what <laughs> it's so it's so traumatic it's It's so sweet
0: i just can't
1: believe that you were stressed out for a year because your teacher was pretty so stressed (laughs) that and then the one that i got that i heard horrible things about and i was just terrified of her which is funny because the teacher that was pretty we ended up having some drama by the end of the year like my mom with her especially Um, which is a whole other story. It's like not even that interesting. But then my second grade teacher that I was afraid of, I ended up becoming like one of her favorite students. Like we really, um, developed like a very good relationship through that year. So like, yeah, like conquered my fears. You
0: did. You did. Okay. So what happened? You're talking so yeah. beautifully. And like, you are more introverted. And that's yeah. one of the things I love about you. Um, <laughs> and I relate to that. But um, when was this like switch?
1: Yeah, this switch. Um, it definitely started to come. I'll say a pivotal moment for me was in middle school. I turned 12. And I remember – so I did one of – I'm going to pivot again. I did one of those model and talent conventions when I was 13 years old. Yeah. I am one of those kids. Yeah. Who I wanted to parents. be taken
0: to that, <laughs> so I get it.
1: And I know there, there's a lot of um, talk about those being, like, scammy and it's a waste of money. And uh, they're not entirely wrong, but that was probably one of the most impactful times of my life because – it really helped bring out this other side of me that I didn't that I think deep down I knew I had but I didn't know I was truly capable of until I got the chance to do it Mm. so I had heard a commercial for like this model and talent convention it's called AMTC yes I'm aware of it okay Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. American model and talent convention I think and I remember hearing it and asking my mom immediately like hey can we call this like I'm really interested and she didn't really take me that seriously and, and ultimately said, like, hey, I'm, if, if you want to call and find out a little bit, at least a little more information, like, then we can talk. Until then, like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I actually did call. As a 12-year-old, and I called and I asked for information and they had an orientation. I got all the details and related to her and she was kind of, like, very surprised that yeah. I took the initiative to do that. So we went to the orientation and got to, like, meet all of the instructors and hear about more about the process and long story short my mom decided let's give it a shot if you're that interested in it um, this seems like actually something interesting let's go for it and we did and I had an amazing time I felt like they taught me all types of stuff from literally like runway walk model modeling walking to like how to be more natural in front of the camera for print modeling to they taught um we worked on sitcom like comedic acting and some drama and commercial and i also got to sing i'm a singer mm-hmm. and
0: that you w- know that
1: yeah yeah well oh, it's because cool. i never sing <laughs> i'm a singer that doesn't sing i can sing I should say i'm capable of singing yes um so we go to the convention in charleston south carolina and i got to perform in all of these different um uh, what do you call it? just competitions mm-hmm. and did really well. I ended up like coming in. What was it? I think it was like runner up for a commercial. I was like top three for comedic comedy, like sitcom. Mm-hmm. And like, I got like something for my print shots, like photo, super photogenic, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. something like silly and got like a couple of callbacks from managers And I even got, um, interest from a record company and they had asked for like a demo and stuff. And my mom and I were just at that point ill prepared for what was to Mm -hmm. come post convention. We did not know what a demo was. I didn't have that. So yeah, had to go get that together. And then the managers, um, asked about moving to LA my mom was not prepared to do that rightfully so yeah to give up everything that she had going on her work to go to LA was just not something that she's willing that she could take a chance on I totally get that and I know mm. a lot of people have done it and have had success or not so it's something you have to weigh but long story long um I didn't do that and I kind of put that on the back burner for a while after that but the experience had really drawn something out of me that I felt like I couldn't put back into yeah. that box. So I started to audition for my own schools, like theater, um, like musical theater. And I didn't. I was still way too shy to do like lead roles, but I had at least got into like chorus and ensemble and stuff yeah. like that. And then I did a pageant a, f- a couple years later in high school and I came in top 10 for Miss Ohio, Miss Teen Ohio. What? I did Miss I did Miss Teen Ohio. I, do you have,
0: like, I have to have pictures I of
1: you. I honestly don't know where those pictures are. Like, I don't have them. They, I don't know. Where, they've disappeared there into There has the, to be pictures. There has to be something. I'm sure my mom has something and I okay. will find it. please.
0: Please. I- <laughs> can't imagine you in a pageant dress it was it, it's what, weird what was your hair like
1: my hair was just like i it wasn't the super glitzy glamour i think it was like more like miss junior teen ohio because i was still kind of young okay the teens get to be like 16 to 18 i think i was i was 15 at the time and
0: you sang
1: so i sang i had you had to answer like the questions and did I have to do I didn't have to do a skill though oh well, I, I did I did singing. singing what am I talking about yeah and yeah and then formal wear but there's no like bikini nothing like that because we're yeah. kind, your kind of your children yeah yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but no those competitions I like I have a vendetta against speedy pageants but again, yeah I do too no, which is funny no, Why? I did. it's so random no I yeah. remember when I was like 10 I wanted to do one because all the girls in town did it my mom was like no nah, it's okay, but um, but I do have respect for like, the, the skill it takes to do the pageant. It I, is a skill set. I have an issue with the thing, but yeah. um, that is very
1: impressive. It's its own, yeah, it's own skill set to be able to get on stage and present yourself in a certain way and mm-hmm. like have confidence, just yeah. have overall confidence which I was lacking so things like that convention and this pageant really, cause you know I'm a very, it's all very terrifying for me, like stage fright is a very real thing for me Yeah. so I think this subconscious part of me, just like, I guess not that subconscious though, really, because I did it, just wanted me to go for it, like force myself into it. Because I knew that even though I was so shy and it was really hard for me to get out there, that I needed to express in some way. Mm. Pageantry probably wasn't really the long-term route that I needed for expression, but it was something that just helped Mm -hmm. towards that larger goal that I didn't know I was going for yet. Mm-hmm. So then, after that, then high school hits. My theater program in high school was very clicky I didn't feel like one of the drama kids. You know, they're their own thing. Yeah, classic high school yeah. fashion. Yeah. So my way to express was doing music. I was in, I played violin. I was in orchestra. Then I did choir. Got to tour my senior year. To you know, those sometimes you get to go out of the country and do tours. Oh my gosh, that was really cool. And then my senior year, my high school puts on this very awesome, um, uh, show for Black History Month every year called Sankofa. Okay. And for Sankofa, we just like, we, they just want to celebrate all historical types of black figures. So that particular year, um. They were uh, celebrating Billie Holiday as one of the people. And I got to audition and got to play Billie Holiday. Oh, and wow. sing Strange Fruit in front of my entire school because it's very big. So, like, people show up for Sankofa. How
0: many, like, people were in your graduating class?
1: Um, close to 500. Whoa. <laughs>
0: like, a lot of people. Dang. And it's
1: not just for my graduating class. So like, other classes get to go.
0: And then their parents yeah. come and... Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a big thing. Oh, my so, gosh. So, that was, like, that was a big deal for me to do, to do that. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I guess that was probably a real turning point for me. Mm-hmm. I still wasn't, like, the super-duper... Extroverted, needing to be in the spotlight person, but it just helped my confidence to be able to to kind of walk through life, not so afraid to like take my place.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you know. I'm still dealing with that to this day. Yeah. I'm not through it. No,
0: no. I I completely relate. I remember a director told me at one point, and I don't know if this is even what he meant, but I was on stage, but somehow I like. This sounds kind of woo-woo, but, like, I was holding myself, not even my back was to the audience, but I didn't let, he said, he, like, yelled from the audience, he was like, Rebecca, find your light. And the light was all on stage, but there was something that I was doing where I, I was, like, there was something I was doing that was cutting off the audience from being able to really see me I couldn't just take up space on stage I was very much like I'm in my character and I'm like here and really intimate but Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. was doing something that like no one could really see what was happening and I struggled with that the entire run um but what you were saying about like um how it kind of unlocks stuff in middle school I was so so shy but I played the cat in the hat in Susical jr (laughs) big deal and i didn't talk at all like it was weird but i could go on stage in front of my whole grade and i did my tap dance and i like was in front of everyone and I like came out and did like some extra box steps <laughs> like I was showing off but then after <laughs> so dumb. go off box step go <laughs> off check out this great vibe <laughs> but um so I was and I could and I did it and I was like boom look at me and then I went back into class like it was a break in the middle of the school day and I went back in mm-hmm. and I sat down and I I could even if people weren't but it was kind of like I was it was, like, whispering, like, oh, that was well, so weird. She was on stage, but now she's all quiet. And I remember <laughs> so smugly sitting in my seat, like I had a secret. I was like, yeah. that's right, y'all. You didn't know this, but, like, I could box step. <laughs> but I could be on a stage in front of all of them. But now I'm not as comfortable doing that. I don't yeah. know what got into eighth grade Rebecca. <laughs> but for me, it was kind of like this, like, like a- you don't know I have this alter like Like, exactly. I know, but you yeah. don't know.
1: Yeah. And that doesn't
0: mean you have to walk around and be all exciting
1: all the time. Exactly. I mean, when do we have to wear... We never wear one mask all the time anyways. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and I think in school, everyone is so quick to want to put you in a certain box that you just, like, have to live in. Mm. And that's just not the way, you know, especially artists work. I mean, all people, but I think especially for artists, you know, we get... Written off as you're either like the like the clown or like the the diva the dr- dramatic one or like you who mm-hmm. is more um, introverted that that like that's just you all the time and yeah. it's like mm, not exactly not again. yeah
0: <laughs> I can Ye- box that. you're kind of right but you're <laughs> yeah. also kind of wrong yeah. and, and I I think it's like it's important it, and it also like ticks me off because now I have learned how to I don't know like put not it's not fake but like put on that social front and I know how to interact with people better than I did middle school I was like an awkward awkward kid but then it also annoys me when people are like oh Rebecca's like you know she's just bubbly and cute and this is what she is all the time and I'm like screw you I didn't talk until I was in ninth grade (laughs) it's so true Uh, and yeah yeah. people
1: think the same thing about you as they they do for me too They they see me now especially on first meet meeting groups of yes. people I come off very extroverted big social butterfly it's because like yeah we've learned over time how to acquire the skills to hold ourselves in social settings yes i can do that for sure but it also exhausts me like i do that and i need so mm-hmm. much time to recharge and get the heck away from everybody Mm -hmm. like that is how I kind of just like get that energy to go back out into the world it's
0: a performance performance and it's not fake but it's it's like it's a different version of myself and I'll be fine after this interview but there have been a few interviews with people I don't know Mm -hmm. and I'm very like I'm like working working you know I'm working with them and there was one in particular um, very nice person, but I had to lay down. This has happened quite a bit. I have to like <laughs> lay down for like two hours, and just my cat is like, "What's wrong?" And I'm just like, I'm. It, it was so. It was a positive experience, but I'm still tired. Drained. It's so drained. Um. Yeah. yeah. And
1: it, it it's is- normal because you, are as a host, I mean, as an interviewer, you you want to make that person feel as comfortable as possible mm-hmm. too. And to to give them a the space to feel like talking and engaging yeah. with you, right? Yeah. It's not just pose the question, here's <laughs> Do the it. mic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's it, a, that's a skill set. That's a really good special skill set to have, to be a good interviewer.
0: Well, I feel like so much of it, and I bet you would be great at this because so much of it, as you just made that observation... No one in the history of I don't know I've interviewed thirty plus people. No one's ever thought of that. <laughs> you know, like what is it like for Rebecca? Which I don't need attention. I, that's not the point. But you noticed that <laughs> girl. No that's my has. main gameplay. I
1: mean, in any conversation I have, I ninety percent of the time I will get you to talk about yourself. Yes. Over. A movie. Yes. <laughs> because I don't like talking about myself, and it's just easier for me than to. Then pick up cues and, and 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 carry on conversation if if you mm-hmm. if you lead it if you start um, um, engaging and telling stories about yourself I mean that's just how that's part of the introvert observer that I am Yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. no I actually I haven't said this on the podcast but I've learned a defense me- mechanism of mine is I go into podcast mode <laughs> which I don't I, I which I don't want anyone to like listen but If I don't feel comfortable around someone, if I'm like, I don't, uh, you seem kind of like I, like they seem really into themselves or I feel like, like I don't really want to share anything personal about myself because I just, does that make sense? You know, you just get a weird vibe. or in general. In general. So we're having this conversation. This is lovely. But if I'm out and about, I meet a friend of a friend. I don't get a great vibe from them. I go into podcast mode where I don't want them to get to know me because mm-hmm. I don't really understand them. So I'll just start quizzing them about their life and I'll and it's positive Deflect. for me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm learning about this person. I'm like, "Oh, this is very interesting. Your mom did what?" You know? <laughs> and so I'm learning about them, but I'm still keeping me to me, you yes. know? Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: um my best friend, I was like, "Oh, this person didn't ask anything about me." She was like, "Rebecca, you ask very good questions." <laughs> Um, <laughs> like I remember, um, I, and I mean this, it's not a bad thing, but no, there was this, good... there was this guy and I didn't really love it. I kind of cornered at a party and he was into like lighting and I was like, oh, do you have a classical painter that inspires your lighting? And he was like, <laughs> oh, I never thought about that.
1: I've been waiting for <laughs> the next question. Whoa.
0: And then he like <laughs> talked for like five minutes About his classical painter theft, and then I was like, cool, cool, my friend's about to come over and rescue
1: me. And then I, like,
0: kept feeding him, like... (laughs) Really weird questions, and he just this loved will take it. him at least
1: six and a half minutes. Yeah, <laughs> might some time.
0: Like, do you have another painter? And he's like, actually, <laughs>
1: you lit up, and you know, at the end of that interaction, all he gets is like, what an awesome person. Like, even though he knows nothing about you, his yes, but you made him feel so good, yes, because he had been waiting that he didn't yeah. even know he wanted to talk about that, but yeah. he wanted to talk about something, but yes. no one, so many people like forget to just kind of just reverse for a second and ask how's that person doing what mm-hmm. have you been up to but like really not just like oh fine i'm good like what's life like for you mm-hmm. people love that I, I i guess we just like don't get enough it, um I, it, no, uh what do you call it i like a back and forth
0: i yeah. i feel like- I will tell you, Jess, because I come over to you and Kellen's house and I'll tape and you've heard so much about my life. And that's because I like you guys. And so <laughs> friends don't need to come and be like, Rebecca, tell me about you because they're probably sick about hearing about me because I'm comfortable around them. Yeah. But if you're a dude and you corner me at a party, I will start asking you about what painters like, yeah. inspire you and then I will eventually wait for you to look away and say... I have to go to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> um, so that's main that's, play right there, so yeah. So n- no
0: one else needs to worry. <laughs> You're not a drunk guy at a birthday party. That's amazing. So it's, it, a,
1: it's a great just, like, tactful and, like, non, uh, uh, what do you call it, like, conflict way of just getting out of something. Yeah.
0: And yeah. he doesn't have to be like, oh, let me get to know you, because then if he gets to know me, which I don't want him to, then he'll <laughs> feel like we have a relationship and we don't. We don't. We don't. Not at all. So, um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, no, I, I feel like that. this is important, though. Um, so, okay. Skipping forward from, like, high school, what was... Um, dealing with the acting industry now. When was the first – because we all begin it with, like, stars in our eyes. And we're Mm -hmm. like, I know I'm destined for greatness. And then eventually the (laughs) – Jess is now laughing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What has it been like that kick in the teeth moment where, like, it gets you down
1: and then building back up from that? When you realize, like, oh – I'm not just gonna get discovered and like <laughs> start walking on red carpets. No. And get interviewed on late night shows. Yeah. <laughs> God, I don't know if that's like one particular moment or just becomes a span of time and you like realize a season, a of season life. and you re- and you look back and you realize, oh, mm-hmm. like this is gonna be a a longer road. Yes. Than I expected it to be. Um. You know, I will say I think it was helpful for me to not go straight into acting from, like, let's say high school. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen a lot of people go from high school straight out to, like, L.A. or New York or something or go right into, like, a fine arts degree because that is the intended path. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to do that with my life. And I, I kind of took a different route for a while like I didn't go into school for acting in my mind I was going towards completely different goals and I think coming out of college and then working a different job for um it was like at least a year and a half um doing different things I think it helped me to realize just in general that like, if I'm going to put my time into something like acting, like, I just know it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Be- and I think I already had that thought because in my mind, I said, well, if I had done it when I was 18, maybe it would happen by now. But because I didn't, I think it's just going to take longer to build up connections, to to, to, to build up your skill sets, all of that. So I somewhat had a realistic idea of what it would take. However, my idea of realistic was still not reality. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So I didn't necessarily go into it thinking like, oh, I'll go out to L.A. and within that year I'm going to have an agent and I'm going to be auditioning for all kinds of stuff and I'm going to be a lead on a show. But I probably did think it would take a good, maybe like, we'll say three years. (laughs) In fact, I gave myself, after college and after getting out of that one particular uh, job, I gave myself, like, a year and a half in Ohio, of all places, to see if, like, I can at least sign with an agency and start booking work on somewhat of a regular basis, which I did start to do Mm. um, towards that later half of the, the year and a half. But it's almost like I keep... I see these little goals. So I gave myself that year and a half to get to that point within that kind of smaller market. Then in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give myself now this amount of time, now this amount of time to keep going mm-hmm. just a little bit further, a little bit further. So I didn't necessarily look at it as like the time from now till my Oscar speech. Yeah. I never really like had a clear idea of like what that kind of timeline looked like. If mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no. Um but yeah i'd say atlanta for me has probably finally been the place to have it more have it click more to see that like oh this is truly a marathon not just a few years yeah it takes a few years to build connections to to have casting know who the heck you are and invite you in for auditions on a more regular basis it takes a few years just to do that in your one market yes now the game of the the industry of acting itself, that is however much time it's going to take and you decide you want to be doing it. There is no really like point that you're here and you make it. Yeah. I don't think anymore. Yeah. I think everyone has to come to that within their own individual time. But for me, I've decided like, well, I'm just going to do this for a long time. So if I choose to do this for the next 30, 40 years, That's how long it's probably going to take me. Mm -hmm. And whether I have ups and downs, I book a series regular or a guest recurring or whatever it is, that's all going to come as it comes. But as far as, like, I'm going to be here today and now in five years I'm going to reach that certain level and just stay there and always continue working, I don't know that I believe that anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's just a constant ebb and flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow, Yeah, which is kind of depressing when you think of it that way and kind of freeing in another way.
0: Yeah, I think I think part of that um, for me is like realizing the ebb and flow is also with this podcast. I realized if I became more successful, I would still want to do this. And I think that little click in my brain or like I've worked on some photo shoots and styling and I'm really passionate about that. Then I was like, oh, if I booked, you know, if I booked a reoccurring character on a TV show, I wouldn't be like, hooray, I'm I'm working more as an actor. I'm going to stop doing this other stuff. I feel like Mm. my other passions are still so important to me. So it's like I'll keep pursuing all of this stuff. And I'm really loving and enjoying it and still getting discouraged, still wishing I was farther in those things. Of course, yeah. But acting is just, for me, another one of those things. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe some career consultant listens to this and they're like, and that's why you're not successful, Rebecca. But then I'm also just like, I don't think I have the mental capacity and the emotional capacity to just make myself care about one thing. Because then my value is all centered on whether or not I'm successful. Yeah. In
1: one thing. And with acting, it's just... Everything's riding on that and in an area that you have no control in. No
0: control. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, like, my mini goal as of now is, what you said earlier, is just making casting aware that I exist. Mm-hmm. Like... That's mine right now. And hopefully, in a few years, I'll be like, oh, remember when that was my little goal?
1: Yeah. Because,
0: like, I finally yeah. reached the goal of, like, I've been seen by all the casting directors, finally, as of, like, a couple months ago in town. And that was for me, like, a big. And then my friends are complaining about not booking. And I'm like, oh, no, dude. I reached my goal. <laughs> I finally got an audition from Chase and Tara. Yeah. And they're like, did you hear back? And I'm like,
1: no. <laughs> but that wasn't the goal. <laughs> that wasn't that the wasn't. goal.
0: <laughs> they possibly watched the audition. <laughs> but, like, that's what, and I think, like, having those many realistic goals are important, but also, like, yeah, because you've been in town longer, like, has completely, I had a really great conversation. Um Erin Boswell comes up like so much on this podcast. That's and amazing. I love her. And Good. we're hopefully gonna talk about purity culture soon on an episode. Um right? I, I can't wait
1: to listen to that. Yeah. I've I, seen
0: a little snippet. Yeah, well she's and, and she's so smart. I'm like so smart. I'm like passionate. So she's intelligent
1: you are (laughs) intelligent but like i mean
0: she's like quoting she's like well as hebrews this and the translation of this and i'm like i'm like i think it was noah who parted the sea (laughs) i'm just kidding i know it's Moses but um but anyways we were talking about comparison um on like this long long walk we went on and i feel like i could talk about it for 400 more years How do you deal with comparison? Because I feel like you know even more actors in Atlanta and seeing some, like, work so hard and succeed and some just get an agent and then start booking, you know, because there is no – there's no method to the madness. How have you been able to keep that in check? And you date an actor. Right. who is fantastic? So it's yeah. I've never dated an actor. Good. I know. <laughs> I'm not planning on it. Don't do it. Um. Yeah. I love mine, but yeah. don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it comes up with these other things. Um. Yeah. Anna Ferris, Do you know her? Of course. I love her. Um. And she was saying she was like, "What a terrible idea." And she oh. was married to Chris Pratt, the yeah. loveliest. I, and I'm sure she'd agree. The loveliest actor she's
1: adorable they still couldn't they still couldn't make it work in the, the day and i think it's a very i'm surprised she would say something like that I have to be honest because you know relationships just don't work out for a myriad of reasons all the time actor or not actor yeah and i, I think would think
0: comparison was an issue oh compar- he was, because he because he wouldn't
1: he with his he skyrocketed guy. yes and she she'd been in the game for a long time for a very long
0: time so anyways, but anyways comparison yeah
1: yeah well okay I mean, there's no one clear answer of, like, yes, I do it, or no, I don't. It's, I do it, and I don't do it, mm-hmm. or, you know, I've, I've, I really have to check myself on it, and I've gotten a lot better. Um, I think as my esteem and confidence has been built uh, in this industry, which is also f- fleeting day to day, you know, so... Really, I think what's helped is building community over mm-hmm. everything. Earlier on in Atlanta, when you just when I didn't know a lot of people, uh, it it was hard to see the bigger picture. I just could see like what was in front of me. I was just like, I just have to get auditions, and I have to book. And the longer you're in it, and seeing how your batting average is just <laughs> like not. Nah, I don't even understand how to talk about batting average. I don't know why I use that metaphor i
0: feel like but, it would work if we understood it we,
1: yeah <laughs> why can't we you know that next time we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll look into that get yeah. good at it maybe aaron knows about i'm sure she, she does. does everything yeah <laughs> but um yeah the longer i've been doing it and, and seeing that the the realities of the, the booking ratio to auditioning ratio you know you start to take a step back and realize okay no this is gonna take time and there are plenty of auditions that i have been proud of and happy about that I didn't book and I thought that's totally cool that's okay like a lot of us are going to be good at it but it's not just about being good there's so many different factors I'm Mm -hmm. not going to blab on about that we know acting is so much more than skill yes hardly skill but um (laughs) (laughs) which goes to your question of people that can sometimes just decide one day they want to be an actor and then suddenly get an agent a month later and then book yeah you know it's a very common thing that can happen and it can give actors the wrong idea of what um success looks like in this industry Mm -hmm. because they think that like oh it can just happen so fast that'll just keep happening and sometimes that train does not keep moving ebb and flow as we've talked about so anyways for me after i've built that community i think as I've started to become more realistic about my place in this industry and how I see it and how I, how I see that I need to pace myself for my own mental sanity,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: given me the place to open up and be happy for others as well. And that is, like, one of the most freeing things when you can be genuinely happy for your friends succeeding because, I mean, yeah, there was a time when I selfishly wasn't always happy i was happy and then was also resentful and now i look at that and i think you can be both Mm -hmm. we're allowed to have like lots of different feelings about the same thing simultaneously and that's okay i think you got to be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. even with my partner with kellen um he's a wonderful actor and I think, and especially lately, he has had some great momentum, and I'm extremely happy for him. But, of course, on certain ends, too, I can't help but feel, what about, what am I doing wrong? And then mm-hmm. I had to check myself and realize we're we're on a similar journey, but we're taking different paths um, to get there, too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're very different actors and um, very different styles. So, not going in for the same roles. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not going out for uh, the douchebag lawyer or like the
0: guy that gets punched in, guy the, that face. Gets punched in
1: the face. <laughs> what, Does it so well? What's
0: your, um, I'm trying to think, what have I gone in for kind of recently? Usually dumb. Or, um, dumb lawyer. D- d- I don't know. Just like <laughs> dumb, naive person is like, th-
1: it's just, it's fine. You know, it's funny though. And not in a mean way. I can see that. And not that, not because of like your intellect, but because like you have a very like genuine, like earnest,
0: mm-hmm. like energy
1: about you. And I've gotten that too. I actually get a lot of I w- like ditzy.
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you get seen for?
1: I get a lot for um, definitely like the friend of someone, Mm -hmm. for sure. And I don't know, I can't think of adjectives right now outside of like a little bit ditzy, a little bit absent minded, Mm -hmm. um, quirky, definitely quirky. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably literally used the adjectives for you that were, that's why I thought of it, because it's for me, Ernest. Yeah. (laughs) Comes up a lot, innocent.
0: Innocent. Uh, I do you ever get oblivious? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah naive. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I I think it's both of us have a. I think there's like an openness, on it like a yeah. just kind of. I. It's almost like, maybe it's kind of like I I always believe people because I don't understand why someone would lie and I don't think that makes me stupid. You're
1: so gullible, but like the, gullible seems like a bad thing. Yeah, I'm not gullible.
0: I, it's just if you're like. I'm, if you told me you were really good at riding a motorcycle, I would be like,
1: whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. No, no, no. That is a hundred percent me. Like, like if you're just telling me, hey. I traveled to uh, freaking Uzbekistan yeah. <laughs> like and like did a mission trip there and, and I'd be like, That is so freaking cool and then you'd be like, Jessica <laughs> that none of that was true. Why would I'm you... like, but why would you lie to me? Exactly. That's kind of But it's funny because I feel like I should be better at sensing when people are bullshitting me, especially dating someone like Kellen who was very good. He's very sarcastic. At, and very sarcastic, and to this day, I still <laughs> um, Miss a lot of it, yeah. And think he's being serious, or I catch it and it's just a second too late. Like I should be quicker at this point,
0: yeah. And I'm not. No, I I don't know. I so there are certain jokes that still over, my head. over my he head. He will literally
1: turn his phone to me and show me a meme and be like, "Look at this," and he's like <laughs> waiting for me within you know three seconds that like she's gonna laugh and I just. I'm just blank-faced, like, and look at him, and then suddenly the fear sinks in oh, that he no. knows that I don't get it, but yeah. I'm like, maybe there's still time, and I realize, nope, I've lost it. I don't, and then I have to ask him, what's funny
0: <laughs> Which also could sound really insulting, where you're like, this is funny,
1: question <laughs> mark? Oh, no, he can't be insulted. He's very confident that he knows what's funny, i'm just the the lost one yeah no i get it like
0: that pause where they're and it sucks when they're like that face where it's like waiting waiting waiting
1: yeah and then when i do get it after you explain the joke which is the worst thing Mm -hmm. it's like i do genuinely think like i mean yeah i get it now but like it's not that funny it's not that funny and it's like no 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 no. it's it's funny because you didn't get it at the time (sighs) And you're a
0: loser. It, no, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think you're a loser. I don't think we're losers. You cause... know what? Someone
1: told me, um, and I would think the same exact thing for you too. You know, she just looked at me and she was just like, "You're just so pure. You're like, you're like, like that childlike purity." Mm-hmm. Going back to the purity, <laughs> I, I, yeah,
0: that's everyone's favorite thing in a girl. Um, but I was told once. Um, and this sounds really creepy. Maybe it was. I didn't take it this way, but I was told once I glowed with virginity. Just to, like this this pureness, just like radiating off of me.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can see how that was supposed to be a compliment. Why I, I she... guess.
0: <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't, I don't I understand.
1: Know. I was like 17. the glow part, but
0: maybe. Not... The glo- I would was was like to an, think it was it an old man. Well, it was I'll an older something. man. Oh yeah. gosh. I know. Which then I feel like he would have liked that he did that. So then, never mind. I don't know. I <laughs> Do I need stuffed, to pack something else. Here. I'm stuffed <laughs> that way down. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, did I answer that
1: question? Did I, I feel like I I feel like I bounced around a lot, but ultimately, yeah. As far I feel like I just want to say to wrap it all up. Yes. That no, there is no perfect way to balance. Um, they have comparison game because especially in, in, in I think in my, what do you call it, my type mm-hmm. being mixed, but really like African American, Yeah, it's a smaller group than Caucasian. Mm-hmm. but it's still quite big. And you tend to know a lot of the other actors who who fit into that type being mixed, being black or um, you know Asian. Yeah. I just do. So my immediate reaction is just to kind of, like, think of that other person that might be more suitable for that role, more likely to book it. But at the end of the day, I still have to remind myself, that's okay. They just fit that more. But I'm still going to be able to bring something to this that that they they just can't. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps me... Sane in it that like you, not everything's gonna be for you and that's freaking okay yeah and and I uh, so I didn't get to say that before but I think that's what helps me just realize like what you have is enough it's not going to work for everything but it, it is it is enough for certain things that come around and if I can mention actually something just happened today that yeah. really reaffirmed that for me um I had gotten to audition for a project and it was kind of a quick turnaround. Oh, I the long and short of it is that it came down to me and one other actress, and I didn't end up booking it.
0: Hmm.
1: What was cool about that was besides not booking it, super yeah. cool is that the <laughs> filmmaker actually reached out to me personally, and just really, really like highly praised my audition and my performance and Mm. said that they um would have really liked to work with me but uh, there were a, a couple other factors that just didn't work as well and worked better for the other actress and totally understandable at the end of the day story first whatever works for the story and the and production comes first i mean we're such like a small cog on the wheel with everything else going on but what she did say, which is really cool, was that your performance just, like, inspired me, though, so much that, like, I want to, like, develop a different character around this in, like, a future project. Mm-hmm. And, like, I hope, you know, th- that might not mean much now, but I hope that we can work together in the future. And to me, that was, like, such – that was, like, one of the biggest compliments, Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, maybe what, what I offered didn't quite fit for this project, but the fact that that stood out to someone, that gave them that, an idea from their own words, their writing that they had not seen before, it, it, it inspired a new thought, new creation for them, is really cool. It is. That's yeah. kind of what we do here as artists, as creators. I mean, we're creating something out of like thin air sometimes. We don't know where the hell it's going to go. Sometimes we think our tapes, like you just said, did it even get opened. Yeah. But you don't know, or possibly did, and then that gave them one more thought to be like, okay, maybe this doesn't work for this role. But now we see this; we know Rebecca a little bit better, mm-hmm. so that we can bring her in for something else, and maybe that doesn't work either. But we keep chiseling away and getting to understand this person as an artist better and better and better each time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. That's what's cool. I want someone to see to see that, and understand me as an artist, and understand how to. Um, to cast me. Yeah. You
0: know. Yeah. Um Cat Barnes who we were talking about earlier who I love. Cat had said once um in her auditions, I don't know. I get really in my head and she was like just don't give a fuck. And I was like Cat that works for you cuz you're Cat Barnes. But um but I think also I've always known I I I don't know. I feel like some people are really like perfect and they just book and you don't really know why because you're I'm like I don't know like you're a young white girl with red hair like and you book them and I don't and what's wrong with me but I think I've also Mm -hmm. always known like I don't like whatever I have is really specific and I'm only gonna book it eventually if I am truly to the you know like my essence or what I have to give I'm always trying to shove that into, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Yeah. I'll be this version of a barista if you want. I mean, acting is acting, but also, I don't know. I think I've always just known like, if you're looking for a perfect cookie cutter version of something, I'm probably not going to be your girl. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a very specific flavor of coffee. You know? <laughs> but like either people are like really into it or people are like, I don't get it,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think that's I think that's almost a good thing to like has to
0: hopefully. And the or just no one gets it and I die one day. So <laughs> uh... And the end. The end. Of
1: Rebecca's story. Yeah. Hope someone writes about it someday. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. They can put all the podcast episodes together. Yeah. And they'll be like, wow, she really focused on <laughs> She brings up this part of her life a lot. <laughs> There's some unsettled <laughs> feelings. <laughs>
1: Never that. got over middle school. But, um, <laughs> does anyone? Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah. No. I mean, I-, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, it's just. It's hard. We do wanna fit everything and then we have to come to this place to realize that we just have to do our, our do us. Mm-hmm. Do you every time if if you can. And you as a lawyer or you as a kindergarten teacher or you as a barista is just is just going to be different because you're mm-hmm. in that role, but it's also going to be so specific of something that you give that no one else gives. And if you can be really good and like, um, unapologetic, for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. of, of just doing that. I think it just gives people a really clear chance to just see like, yeah, that works or it doesn't work. She did a good job, but that just, I'm looking at her and I need this to fill. I need to look at her and see barista immediately without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't just quite, she doesn't give that for me. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But like, you knew at the end of the day you just did what, what Rebecca can do.
0: Yeah. And what's funny about the example of a barista is I am a barista. <laughs> and so I actually am. But then someone could still look at me and be like, I, and I think I auditioned for a barista recently. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kellen, take me for it. And I mean, I'm sure other factors, but also that person was like, I don't see it. I don't believe that she's a barista.
1: And I am one. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a certain kind. Or which kind of barista are you? Are you like a Starbucks barista, like, or are you more of like local coffee shop, or more like a cute little cafe? I'm
0: probably a cat. So I work at a local coffee shop, but I think I look like a cafe.
1: Those like are a- very different types of baristas. They are see. So like I see the small, the small, charming. Like local cafe probably Small has town. has some chimes of different assortments hanging around and like and then you come, in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You, I'm I
0: painting a picture here. No, I, I well, it's I, I can thank you for seeing that just <laughs> in me is like yeah. the chimes and then this. No, I mean you're so right. So I guess the moral and I think it's also been good for me to see like. You know, you've been booking recently, and that's really exciting. But then also I still know that there's that anxiety of I'm kind of like, oh, that must have been so nice to book something. But we're still talking about the audition. Not like, oh, we're still talking about what you didn't book, but you're still worried about an upcoming audition, or you're like, am I going to get very many this month? Yeah. When even someone that books something huge, that doesn't mean it's going to keep going.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, Mm
0: -hmm. people are always going like, whatever happened to. Right. My friend and I had to look up. Do you know Ben Barnes?
1: No, Mm -hmm. I don't think
0: so. Very, very handsome British man. And we were like, (laughs) what happened to Ben Barnes? And I mean, he's actually still working, so he's fine. But um... well, well, good for Ben. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. good for Ben Barnes. (laughs) Damn it. But it's just like momentum can die and an actor really can disappear. Or even someone, even a friend who's booking all the time still is really stressed out about that one she just sent in. Yeah. You know, like, also just acknowledging that the anxiety...
1: It never goes away.
0: It never goes away, so you might as well make friends with it now.
1: <laughs> um, Embrace it a little bit. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like, like my stage fright in a way. Like, I've never fully gotten over it. I don't think I ever will. It's, it's just learning to embrace it. you like, that's just a part... That is a part of the... the the recipe here for for jessica Mm -hmm. and that's probably always going to be there acknowledge it and don't choose to constantly feed it all the time like it's going Mm -hmm. to be there but we don't need to always put the spotlight on it like Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of how to better explain that but more of that like embracing it's just okay i think when you embrace it and acknowledge it it loses some of its power in yeah. a way and just knowing it's there yeah, um, rather than thinking of so much, like, I have to get rid of it. I've got to be – I've got to figure out how to just be done with anxiety. And it's just, like, that's that's a bold statement. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, it's kind of like that opposite angle where it's like as women, we're like, I'm a girl boss, kick-ass CEO, taking names. <laughs> I believe in myself, and if you don't, we'll screw Get out of you. my way, That's yeah, right, yeah. and it's just, like, I don't think I could ever do that ever. And so I think it's – and I don't even – believe that that is real yeah. yeah, I think making friends with it and just even like that Amy um, Amy Poehler has in her book that I think she was like in her late 30s she it's that voice in the back of her head who's like you're ugly you're not talented you look terrible in that blah 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 and you know that that just voice that's always there yeah. she can be like okay yeah shh like I know you know, I don't look <laughs> as good as I usually do. That's okay. Like, yep, right. that wasn't great. Okay. You know, and she just can still hear it. And she's just like, I'm busy, you know? We can
1: coexist Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so smart. And that's such like a beautiful place to come to. Because it's so funny you're mentioning all this. Because I'm, I'm in, a, in a workshop right now. And um, the instructor told us to write our own like inner saboteur plays So literally pick a subject, whatever you want it to be related to yourself and write your own inner saboteur. So like, who is, who is that alter ego or if you want to call it and write that conversation literally in your head. And it Mm -hmm. sounds just like what uh, what she did and it's strange. And even just writing it out, it felt very like, um, cathartic to do that to yeah. acknowledge it and as we listened to other people's other students did and we read it aloud you know i had more of a cynical resolution but still coming together at the end with my inner saboteur and it was funny and it and it and it kind of is true but then other people as they read it you know it was very um what do you call it very just like aggressive and and hard at first. And then they almost came to a place of like genuine understanding of each other, of this attacking side of your inner saboteur Mm. versus the person that you're, you're trying to be. And they came to a place of like, listen, we're both here. Let's try to work together. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't helping either one of us to be so much one or the other and it was kind of beautiful to see them like have that kind of resolution wow yeah like I said this was like it was a strangely like emotional and cathartic exercise to do dude I would highly recommend
0: it yeah no um what workshop is this
1: this is actually Kathy Ranking's workshop do you know Kathy Mm Ranking? she um worked in casting for a long time but um in Atlanta she has been she teaches a lot from the casting side. She teaches a workshop because she's had that mindset and been on the side of the table. Mm-hmm. But she's also an actor, too, now, and she's created a lot of her own content. She's a teacher. So she really she created this workshop to really help actors kind of take back their power a little bit. Yeah. And so we've done different exercises and things to help us go towards that goal so we're writing our own content a little bit too
0: that's really cool
1: yeah that's a
0: really that's (laughs) i mean now i'm thinking i'm like what does the inner crit yeah i've had multiple people tell me recently they're like you're really hard on yourself and i and my response once it was my first meeting with my therapist actually Mm. and at the end of it she was like she was like, do you think you're too hard on yourself? And I said, well, if I would have accomplished something, maybe I wouldn't need to be. And, um. It was and, like, I was yeah, like, rare. Yeah, and it? I, and then I, like, didn't even think about how awful that sounded until I, like, said, like, no, I, no, I think I said, maybe I should be more hard on myself so I would have actually accomplished something. And it's just, like, it was just this, like, snake eating its own tail Gosh, of.
1: Yeah. And, like, what am I y- – I do that all the time. I just did that earlier this week. Like, honestly, like I had a little bit of a breakdown, and I would – everything felt very dark and very hard to even start. Like, mm-hmm. forget accomplished. Just, like, beginning anything mm-hmm. was tough. So I get it. And, again, that I think that's something that never completely goes away, But, yeah, it's more of learning how to, like, manage it. I think Mm management is the only way through it. I don't think you'll ever – I don't say that I don't think you'll ever, but I I think it's hard to say that, like, you'll – at some point you'll never do that. Mm -hmm. We just have so many thoughts, and you're repeating those patterns over time. Like, how do you just stop doing that, I think?
0: It is training your brain because, also, we've been repeating these thoughts to ourselves for so long. It is actually, like – creating new brain pathways. Yeah. Um, because our brains so quickly go down the old ones. Um,
1: I'm not going to... I'm so tempted to introduce this one book, and I'm just, like, not going to do it, because that's going to go down a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> Wait, just... It, what's it called? It's, it's, it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. It's literally Being Yourself? Of Being Yourself, huh. yeah. It's a book... I think Joe Dispenza is is the the author. Um, he's a doctor and specializes in like neuro, um, neuro studies, neurosciences, mm-hmm. and talks about literally the patterns that we repeat and like be- that become just hardwired literally into mm-hmm. your your brain wave and brain patterns. So he talks about like exactly where that all comes from in your brain and how it develops, and then by the end of it. Then shows you different exercises how to practice mm. um, changing that that pattern.
0: Very cool. Okay. No, yeah. Again. What class are you teaching? Oh, sweet. Not done. Do you get it out? No- oh yeah, I. Into, I in mean this is Thanks, Kellen.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm keeping that in.
1: Taking my spotlight. No, you're dead. Again. Again.
0: Oh, oh no. Just That's just so I, I did yeah, think yeah. it was interesting when you were talking about how your mom just naturally like steps into the spotlight she and I'm has like this
1: energy. Yeah.
0: yeah, but I was like, Kellen
1: <laughs> I've been attracted. I attract extroverts I've uh, my whole life. Yeah. Always had that. My best friend was very she wasn't necessarily like crazy extrovert but she did have that energy about her too where Mm -hmm. she could just be very playful and like silly and um uh, just had that to her so i i don't know what it is maybe it's just like a good balance a good i think
0: yeah yeah, no i get that yeah no i and i think yeah i think it's like both of y'all as long as both of y'all are like secure in yourselves and then you're very comfortable with like sure if you want to kind of take up the not the limelight but it's just kind of like I'm I'm comfortable with myself and I think also we help balance
1: balance yeah it's all about the balancing of each other out for sure and with an actor too I mean the end of the day to some degree both like to perform he definitely does more than I do but I've learned to like Not all the time, not every single time, but for the most part, I like it and I appreciate about him when I see, you know, a certain way he's with his family, for instance, Mm -hmm. and they know him as... The very like goofy one, and he's got all these stories to tell. And they they even if they've heard a story before, they're like, "Kellen, Kellen, tell the story of when this Aww. happened." And I just know, I'm just like, well, he he, that's his way of of connecting and bonding and fulfilling that role that I yeah that, that you do in certain groups and in certain um communities. And for me, even like what's nice about him is I've seen him do it even a lot lately. If we have a shared story and he'll start to say it, he'll actually stop himself. And he's like, no, you tell the story.
0: Oh, my god! Because he
1: knows, like, in a way, like, he gets that practice all the time. So he's just getting better and better at it through his life. But, like, I don't have that practice, which I realize is, like, that, yeah, like, a skill like anything else you have to foster and develop. Mm -hmm. And it's very scary for me to do that yeah even telling a simple story with a beginning middle and end like I can't do it yes you can and even in this podcast I'm rambling here and there I I eventually get to my point but like uh, I I, if I could be more succinct about it that would be my end goal
0: you know Kellen but if I ever tape with (laughs) Kellen Whenever I'm here, I don't know if he just talks to everyone for a really long period of time. But Kellen and I get so no, I'm, I'm not saying he takes a long time. We get so off topic. I, I think we've covered like we've covered like anything having to do with I don't know. We've covered religion. We've philosophy, covered trauma, world history, philosophy. I think you guys we've talked yeah, we've talked about like why we hate other he- like <laughs> we really have covered every single I always it's leave fantastic and I've learned something
1: <laughs> and same with he'll say he'll mention about like Rebecca and I talked about this and this I'm like how do you guys like I was in the shower this whole time <laughs> and you guys covered so, a lot we get
0: yeah. ba- so anyways all that to say Kellen also gets off topic <laughs> but I get off topic so maybe it's my fault um but no I I definitely I can it's Funny because I've spent yeah. a lot of time with you individually and then Kellen individually, yeah. but um, it's, it's interesting because it's I can see how it gets, but no, I see how it works. And then once you said your mom was more extroverted, I like <laughs> it immediately. I was like, Kellen, ah! <laughs> I get it, Kellen's
1: my mom. <laughs> Cute. Hi, Mom. Hi. <laughs> well,
0: no, but I th- I do think we attract um certain kind of people in our lives. Okay, so I just to wrap it up because yeah. I know that you have to rehearse and I don't want to take up your whole night. But um, <laughs> nah, screw it. I'm being interviewed. Um, so I think like in some ways we've been kind of beating around this the whole time. But the search for pink for me was um, I think really we've been covering it. But I started that Instagram account when I was at a really low place, it had to do with acting because most low places for me do. And um, it was kind of like, what am I doing with my life? I'm not an accomplished actor, thus I am nothing. And so acting, uh, the search for pink was choosing one positive thing a day and through trying to find one small, nice thing that happened, whether it was like the barista gave me a free cup of coffee and so I like posted about it and I wrote about that experience or I really love this sweater I wear. Yeah. And it was like one positive thing a day. What has been something as you've been going through this crazy thing called life, um, what has been something that you've used to get through these rougher times? Whether it has to do with acting or just feeling just kind of not your
1: best. What What gets you through those yeah, things? W- low lows yeah what's low way points. that
0: you've like pushed towards something more positive
1: for me i'm trying to find just one thing that makes sense especially with like even like this week um yeah
0: this week it sounds like it's been a roller coaster
1: yeah it really has in a weird yeah yeah in a, in a weird way and at the, when you when you can safely take a step back and have some perspective you can see like okay like things are going to be okay. Yeah. That's not the point though. Sometimes things just suck and like, you just got to suck. But that's not the, for me, I think that worked for me this week was on just, I want to say, forgive yourself, but really it's more like, just give into something that makes you feel good for a second. And sometimes that's not always like, it'd be nice to say like, Oh, you know what? When you're not feeling great, Go work out or go get, like, a smoothie or, like, go journal. And I have done those things in the past. And this week I said – I just said, F it. Like, I'm not going to – I'm not going to pretend, like, oh, I need to go do things that are good for my body. It may feel so feel good. I was, like, I got a bag of marshmallows, and I made s'mores over my electric stove. <laughs> and I had chocolate chips, and I had – not graham crackers, because I actually hate graham crackers. I don't think they're that good for s'mores, so I got Biscoff cookies. <laughs> I loved that. And I made s'mores with that. Um, and they were delicious. And then, like, the next day, I like, made some instant ramen, because I, I have a thing where like I kind of doctor up instant ramen, and instant like add all ramen. kinds of good stuff to it, like an egg and veggies, and like Uh, yummy stuff like that you can sprinkle a little cheese even you can like cheesy ramen Mm. and it just tasted so good and i was and i just remember just like being in my robe and my bonnet and i was just like this feels good i don't care i'm in i had and i'm not gonna work out today yeah and you know what happened like that day still didn't fully get me out of the woods but it was one step closer and the next day i felt like i felt good and then I'd gotten something out of my system that needed to be expressed. Mm. And then I did work out that next day. Yeah. It allowed me, it gave me the space to kind of like, um, what do you call it, vent. Mm-hmm and get that out of, out of my energy, out of my body. And it was good for me. I don't care Mm. if it's not good for my body. It was good for my soul and my mind a little bit.
0: Yeah. I had a, a, that's so funny that you brought that up because usually I'm always like, I get this done. I've got to get this done. And I'm hard on myself because I haven't gotten it all done. And I got off of work early yesterday and I laid in bed and I watched, Friends with Benefits with Mila Kunis <laughs> and Justin Timber... And it was good, but it was more just like laying in bed in the middle of the day, and I never do that. I usually put that off to the end of the night, and then it's more just kind of blah but I purposely laid in my bed in the middle of the day, and I was just like, this
1: is awesome (laughs) i literally was like oh i can't wait to do this again it feels like almost like a little bit like i don't know like mischievous or like naughty like i'm not supposed to be doing this i don't do this yeah you finally just like fuck it like i'm gonna do it
0: yeah you just lay in your bed and i've like kind of I, i don't know i've had a hard not hard in a bad way, but just emotionally, it's been a lot. Yeah. So I just laid in bed and I watched a movie and it was so good.
1: Yeah. You're just, your brain just needed to like shut off a little bit. Uh,
0: yeah. I was, else. I was watching a workout. I was like doing a workout, uh, YouTube video or whatever. And then the girl, cause I just was having the worst time. She was like, and if this isn't a good time for you to work out, if you don't have it in your body, don't. And I was so, like, self hatey that day. And so I had to work out or I would hate myself more. I just started crying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't do this right now. And I just turned it off. And I very much appreciate her telling me. (laughs) She was like, it might not be your day. And I usually am good about it. But I just was like... It's not. Yeah. Thank it's you, take,
1: Stephanie. <laughs> thank you so much for not for letting me not work out. Yeah. yeah. It just takes it, it. almost like takes more energy out of you than and, and you know working out is supposed to like be good for your mind and recharge you. But if you're in that place, I mean your mind is so strong, and if you go into it with that energy, mm-hmm. it's gonna it can have quite the opposite effect too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Guys, if you're about to work out and if you do it, if you if it like it's probably time, but but I'm, I'm also giving you
1: permission if you feel yucky yeah. and you're just like, well, this is a tough line to toe because there are it times where you are just not feeling it, but I think that's different from feeling like on the edge of Yeah. We have to be careful with this. Well, I don't want to like steer people in like a-
0: away from working out. No, I know. Don't do it. You have to, like, make sure you're <laughs> gonna do it tomorrow.
1: But, um,. Give your, do things with grace. Give yourself some grace sometimes. Yeah. Like, I feel like there, we just put so much pressure on ourselves that, like, if we didn't do this one thing, I don't, even though we did this whole list of eight other things, yeah. we're going to feel like shit and unproductive and that we're worthless. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so far from the truth. It's like, mm-hmm. girl, you just woke up. You woke up early in the morning and ran to 10 different things all throughout the day and you get Mm -hmm. home and suddenly like you don't always want to work out. Like that's okay. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to do like, what is going to be better for my mental health? Is it to get that little bit extra of sleep? Is it that I need to get fed today and I didn't get quite what I needed Mm -hmm. in that uh, direction? Like you just, you can't fit it all all the time. You have to prioritize a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I say all that to say, you know, work out or don't work out. I think I think it's it's on you. It doesn't... There's always tomorrow. There's not always tomorrow. You there's could die a, today. You could die. I don't... You know, this is why I'm not a guru. No. I, I'm a life coach. No. No. <laughs> no i never made
0: any promises in that department. Oh, I'm sure so many life coaches that are always listening to my podcast are shaking their head. Like, but mm. every once in a while, every <laughs> once in a while, everybody has a cheat day, I think. Right. Oh yeah. Sure. Wait.
1: Every once in a while, you mean like three to four times a week? Yes, that's what I meant. It's not every moment of the day. Like it's like moments of the day. Yeah. That I'll have like a cheat thing here. Or there. I
0: I I cheat a lot. I don't really. Me too. I don't believe in that. I um, don't
1: even do the cheating. I just do me. I just do me and what feel what feels good. And you try to like lightly check yourself. Like oh, okay, I did this earlier in the day or I had like a little extra like cars maybe just like I don't have to admit them completely but like I'll just do like a little less or something or or I'll just add in more veggies or something like that I take it very I do it very casually in my head and that's like helped me rather than
0: yeah I also just like see like if the opportunity like at work we made homemade ice cream my boss is a food baker stuff so we made homemade ice cream
1: the opportunity
0: presents itself for me to eat homemade ice cream I'm going to take that opportunity. You have to. I feel no guilt. You shouldn't. I got ice cream. Homemade. In the middle of the day. I made it.
1: How um, often do you get to
0: make your own delicious ice cream? And then enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah. No, it's worth it. That's so, important. Um, well, anyways, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've gone not
1: that far off the path. No,
0: I think we've covered like acting ice cream motivation working out kellen relationships (laughs) dynamics power struggles i'm trying to think what else insecurities dude thank you so much thank you you're a delight i was so scared to do
1: this this was fun i'm told you i'm an introvert and i don't like talking about myself but you you made it really like really lovely
0: thank you thanks yeah no you were a great guest okay Thank you so much. And I'm going to stop recording and then don't say anything interesting <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> okay. And you obviously can tell I had no fun at all recording that. No, seriously, I could talk to Jessica. feel like you could ask us to cover about anything. And we would give it a really charming and try our best whack at it. Um, is that a thing? Can you say whack at it? I don't know. Jessica, thank you so much for talking to me. I look forward to talking to you so many other times um, for a myriad of reasons. And I love that our lives, whether we want it or not, are now very woven together. Um, thank you so much to all of you for listening. Please message Jessica and tell her she did a great job. And then you don't have to message me at all. You just need to leave me five stars. All right? And Why does that remind me of, you know, in Princess Diaries where Lily is like, Voltaire? Bald hair. I personally would like to talk about Voltaire. But I used to always think she was saying bald hair? Hair? I still don't really know what Lily said. Anyways, I love you guys and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.